0: when you really know what your priorities are, it's easier for you to focus on your tasks because you know like what the result is and you know why you're doing what you're doing. Right, and so uh, when we feel overwhelmed, we have too much on our schedule, it is because we probably do have too much on our schedule because we're letting everything just be yeses and we're not actually honing into our priorities. So I guess the first one is priorities. And then the way you worded the question the first way, it really popped in my mind, it's desire, right? If we have a desire and we know why we have that desire, I think that allows us to have a little bit more of a motivation. So desire maybe is coupled with that word, the why, you know, like, why do you wanna do what you're doing? And when you know that big picture and that it's almost like that desire seated in your heart, then I think that allows us to keep doing more of what we want to be doing. So if we don't have a huge desire to make an impact or we feel like it's going to be too hard or too time consuming or we're too unsure, then we're going to stop, as you said, right? We're going to feel overwhelmed and not do it. So when we can tap in back into our desire, then that allows us to kind of create more of that plan for what it's going to look like for us to create the business that we want as well as be the mom that we want to be.
1: Hello, welcome to Monetizing Mompreneurs Podcast, where I take you behind the scenes with industry leaders, entrepreneurs, moms, working professionals, and amazing people pursuing their passions and going for their dreams. And I'm your host, Linda Mendible. Siri Payne is a certified life coach from the Life Coach school. She created her six figure life coaching practice while parenting three teenagers, teaching special education full time, supporting her husband in his demanding career, and serving as the president of her church's women's organization. Siri works with successful women in business, many who have ADHD, it's a thing, to create a life they love while having enough time to strengthen relationships, set goals, and make money in their business. Siri helps clients identify their priorities, organize their time, and create empowering schedules so they can make progress towards their goals in both their business and personal life. Siri, welcome to the show.
0: Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. It's finally happening.
1: I know, I know. We did a lot of email tag Instagram tag, DM tag, but we're finally here and tell our audience a little bit about you and what you do.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think you did a great job. (laughs) I'm a mom of three. Um, I am a past special education teacher and I am now a life coach that serves women in business, just helping them balance life and business so that they can really fulfill the callings that they feel like that they came to earth to do.
1: Oh, That's amazing. Okay. So what made you become a life coach? Why did you decide this to be your career?
0: Oh, that's a good question. So if we want to kick it back all the way to like 1999, when I was in college, <laughs> just kidding. But the gist is I always thought that I, I went to school to be a teacher, but I really never thought I would be a teacher. I thought I would get a master's in counseling, but my last year during student teaching, I got married. And so I didn't pursue grad school so that I could stop and teach to allow my husband to, you know, financially put him through school. And funny enough, he started a master's of counseling degree. So sometimes I tease him and I say like, you stole my dreams from me. (laughs) But um, as a special education teacher, I loved it. Loved, loved, loved that career, but we have summers off. And so one summer I started listening to the life coach school podcast and it just really hit me. It just really felt like this is what I need to do. And so while as you mentioned, while I was also teaching school, I created my six-figure business. And so that's when a lot of other women entrepreneurs came to me and said, "Okay, what are you doing? What is it that is making you feel balanced and being successful in all of these things?" And so that's kind of where I naturally fell into like my niche for coaching is to really help people lead with their strengths and to be able to have enough time that they want for both business and motherhood so that they can just live the life that they're so, you know, busy creating.
1: I know. I mean, one of the um, top questions that we get asked in our community and everything is time management, right? Because, you know, we do want to do all the things, but sometimes time can get away from us or can feel elusive. So, you know, bravo for helping moms feel fulfilled in their area on having their business and going for their dreams at the same time, raising their littles, which is also a good dream. (laughs) That's also part of your dream. So, What would be the number one question that you receive from your audience when it comes to what you do?
0: Yeah, such a great question. I think a lot of it is still around like balance. How can I balance both? Or um, I think it's a lot of those questions. Am I doing enough? Am I good enough? of I, you know, just those around those enough things. Um, and how can you help me is probably the best question. And so a lot of that is with priorities, right? I really help my clients hone in onto what their top five priorities are in all of life. And when you know those and you know the action steps and you, we define the why, like that's part of my program that I do. But when you know those priorities, then you can make sure they're complementing each other, whether rather than competing with each other. And when they compete, that's when we feel overwhelmed and off balance and we don't feel like we're getting enough done because we're actually creating that cognitive dissonance and our life isn't really feeling fulfilled because we're competing in our priorities.
1: What do you feel actually allows you to have a successful business for you personally?
0: Well, probably the question you want me, the way you want me to answer it is not how I'm going to answer it. I mean, maybe I will, I can answer both, but really, I think the most successful business owners are ones that lead with their strengths and believe in their abilities. So I know people say, Oh, it's this kind of scheduling, or it's this kind of marketing, or it's this kind of whatever, but none of that will make the impact that you want it to make. If you don't believe in yourself to have the time, the energy, the money, the smarts, the, you know, whatever it is, that's that keeping you from thinking like you can't progress. If you don't believe in your abilities, if you don't believe in your, um, yourself to grow a successful business, then it's going to be all the more difficult.
1: If you can pick any, anything, what would be one attribute that, that us as mompreneurs should focus on? Maybe we feel overwhelmed. I hear this. I feel so overwhelmed that I have so much to do. But I do nothing because I have so much to do. So there's these moments that we can feel like we're in this pit. So what should be that one thing that a mompreneur should focus on to feel like, okay, if I just stick with just focusing on this, then I can do the other tasks.
0: I think I have two answers for you. And the first one is priorities. When you really know what your priorities are, it's easier for you to focus on your tasks because you know what the result is and you know why you're doing what you're doing. And so, uh, when we feel overwhelmed, we have too much on our schedule. It is because we probably do have too much on our schedule because we're letting everything just be yeses and we're not actually honing into our priorities. So, I guess the first one is priorities. And then, the way you worded the question the first way, it really popped in my mind it's desire, right? If we have a desire and we know why we have that desire, I think that allows us to have a little bit more of a motivation. So, desire maybe is coupled with that word, the why, you know, like, why do you want to do what you're doing? And when you know that big picture and that it's almost like that desire is seated in your heart, then I think that allows us to keep doing more of what we want to be doing. So if we don't have a huge desire to make an impact or we feel like it's going to be too hard or too time consuming or we're too unsure, then we're going to stop, as you said, right? We're going to feel overwhelmed and not do it. So when we can tap in back into our desire, then that allows us to kind of create more of that plan for what it's going to look like for us to create the business that we want as well as be the mom that we want to be.
1: How would you like advise someone to tap to their desires? Cause they're tapped out, man. Sometimes people, when they're tapped out, they're like, well, <laughs> I have no desire for anything. Cause I can't do this. You know, it's really hard for some, sometimes for us to like really get into our emotions and tap into our desire, that motivation that keeps us going. So, you know, what would you say? How can they tap into it? What would you say some secrets or some tips to, to tap into that desire?
0: Yeah, I guess that's a really good question. So I think about it in two ways. If you really know your desire, your motivation, your priorities, hopefully you won't get into the state that you're saying that this person is in. They literally want to do nothing. So the first thing is almost being preventative, right? Getting into schedules that empower you, schedules that motivate you, schedules that excite you. But when you start creating schedules that make you feel defeated and behind, then you're going to fall into what you're talking about. So the first thing would be pre-set yourself up for success. But then when you're in that way, um, just kind of like, tapped out, right? Overwhelmed, doesn't have a desire, then maybe tap into yourself and say, what do I need right now? And so feel the desire that you have right now. It might be rest. It might be to play with your kids. It might be a cookie, something like that. But what do you need right now? Because I think what happens is we then try to push through it or we we stop, as you mentioned, and we just kind of, we're overwhelmed. So we do nothing. So we stop, or we do nothing, and that inaction makes us feel even worse. Right? We feel like we're not getting enough done. So instead of dwelling on what you're not doing, or dwelling on how you don't feel good, or letting that—I call that emotion stacking—all of those negative emotions after we feel overwhelmed, then we beat ourselves up. And instead, what do I need right now? So I guess to sum that up is maybe when you're feeling that way, be like, "What do I need right now?"
1: Yeah, that's great. You know, because um, just stopping, stop. Being, stop breathe and ask yourself just hey what what would be cool if i get right now right what what can help me run that cold cup of coffee throw that out and get a new cup you know yes, yes get a warm yes. cup <laughs> so when it comes to growing your business um what are you concentrating on right now in growing your business because you're you're pretty you're balanced because that's number one question right? how do you get balanced so after someone is balanced what are you focused on now as a business owner with your business and how you're growing your business?
0: So I think I focus mostly on two things it's just our confidence and then our like service, right? So like, like when we are focused on like, so I know I could say I'm really focused on Instagram, or I'm really focused on this. And, and those are important. But I always feel like as a business coach, I help my clients find their confidence, their strengths, right, where they naturally exceed and where they naturally excel. And when those are in line, then they can take all of the things that they learn from courses and from other business coaches and watching other people and make them into their own. But when we don't have confidence in check, like our mind, Set, then that's when we aren't getting the success that we want. So for me, it looks like getting coached. It lo- looks like I'm currently um in the launching a, of a of a mastermind, and so that's a little bit different for me. I'm usually do more one on one or smaller groups, and so we have to check in our on our confidence. We have to check in on our belief of being able to help those people, and then just going to town and serving them. So I think that if if I was to give that advice to anyone else growing a business, is it Instagram? Is it Facebook? Is it it? None of that matters as much as where. Are you confident showing up? And where do you want to serve your audience? Where is that fun for you? And is it reels? Is it podcasts? And just really tap into your strengths.
1: Yeah, that's that's good. For me, I guess what I'm trying to do, I try to focus on one thing at a time and try to master that. For me, it's just consistency. That was my word for the year. You know, I just want to be consistent. And so boom, doing the podcast, even if I'm not posting about the podcast. My goal is that once a week, the episode is up. You know, on Mondays, boom, Mondays. That's when it's up. Even if I can't get that newsletter out, or if I can't, you know, be on social media, or I can't do that real. Because I, I didn't know when I was first starting. I didn't know what to focus on or what to do, and nobody really talks about it. Nobody gives you sometimes those actionable tips or those actionable ways on how you can truly grow your business. And so that's what I want to leave some people with. If you're struggling with your business or you're struggling on where to start, start by conquering one thing at a time. For me at the moment is the podcast. And now that I have a flow with that, it is my newsletter. Then after I have that flow, it's going to be reels and you know, Instagram or TikTok.
0: I love, love, love that. I like to say lots of times you're right. Like we don't know where to start. And I use the analogy of kicking a soccer ball down, down the field. And what we have is all of these soccer balls of like, you know, the newsletter and a freebie and the reels or whatever, Facebook, and we're trying to hit all of them. And it actually takes longer to hit all of the balls down at one time, right. than it does to just take one ball get it in the goal really good get consistent come back get another ball because if not then you're constantly looking at all the balls and where are they at and you're judging and you're comparing and then maybe you kick one clear off into the side so you have to make all the ones equal right so it's just that truly it seems like it would make sense oh just kick them all naturally but you're spending more time going back and forth trying to get all the balls rather than going up and down the the field and so yeah i love that that's probably that's probably a way better answer than what i said (laughs) so we'll just steal your answer it's so great Love that just consistency and focusing on that one thing, so that at the end of the day you feel really proud of what you're doing. You feel okay. I got a handle. I said I was going to do this thing, and I did it. Right at the end of the day, the end of the week, and that consistency then creates motivation, as you mentioned, to then do your newsletter and then get that consistency and move on. So that's probably it's a great answer. I love it.
1: No, you as a coach, right? That's what you do. You help people come out with their best strategies from them instead of you giving them all of the answers because. I, no one person has all the answers to anyone, you know, only really deep within you, you have the answers, but it takes coaches and other people to extract that information from within you or for you to get that realization. And so from where you're at with your business, like you're doing a mastermind. And sometimes I like um, that our audience gets to see the behind the scenes of other entrepreneurs and how they're doing and and the tips on on what makes them successful, because I feel like There is a secret sauce for that. And one of the top ones that I hear is getting that inner work. Like you said, the confidence.
0: The mindset, the mindset,
1: right? The mindset.
0: Yeah. And you're probably getting a lot of, of that. And I know sometimes when I come, they're like, just give me the step. But what I found is when I was working with a lot of clients, they may have came to me for organization and balance and motherhood and st- strategy, but more on their motherhood. And so they also had the business coach for whatever they are, right? So I have doctors or lawyers or realtors as well as coaches. And so maybe they had a business coach, particularly for their area, how to grow. Like one has a, they're in a medical. Entrepreneur track, right? So something like that. And what they found is, or what I found is, when they were coming to me, we spent a lot of time coaching on, okay, here's what my coach says I need to do. How can I do that? How can I implement it? It it doesn't make sense. It's making me feel overwhelmed. And so when I noticed I spent so much time kind of mindsetting the plan, right? Okay, what is the result you want, right? And they're, okay, let's just say a million dollars. All right, well, what the plan that your business coach tapped out for you. What is that supposed to produce? And they're like $2 million, right? I'm like, perfect. So then let's just cut the plan in half. So instead of seeing a hundred clients a week, or instead of seeing a hundred, you know, whatever that they were asking them to do, they just saw 50, right? So what I realized is business coaches and not, not all of them, but they have this plan that worked for them, but it doesn't work for everyone and not that the action steps don't work, but we have to take into account like our motherhood, right? Our Are the things that we're focusing on are other things that, that take time. And so that's where it is. There's this map, but if your mindset isn't in check, if you're worried, you can't do what they're asking you to do, then that's going to be very difficult for you to create the business that you want. And so I guess as a coach, that's what I do is really uncover the priorities in our life to, to create a business that complements the life you want not like hey this is what you do to get this much money because if you don't want to do those things or it feels too hard or too time consuming it doesn't matter how good the business coach is you're not going to be doing those things so
1: it's kind of getting out of your head so you can get the action right
0: yeah, finding what you want and how you want to create your business and what your strengths are. If they're saying cold call 15 people every day and you don't want a cold call, well, then you can say, okay, well, then what else do you want to do? What else sounds fun for you to be able to create your business? And when you can do it in a way that feels good, in a way that's supporting your strengths, and a way that you really feel comfortable and confident in, that's when you're going to grow your business
1: amen amen to that because it's it's so true what you were saying you have to be kind of cognizant of what's good for you but at the same time I do believe in like certain strategies like having a strategy and then deciding what's for you and what's not for you and that's why you gotta I guess kind of like identify what is that coach's strategy because they're gonna go into more of that and be more an expert in that in that field so what would you say you're an expert in is it balance, like
0: balancing their lives? Yeah. I. Oh, that's a great question. You know, put me on the spot. Um, I would definitely say I'm an expert in allowing you to uncover your priorities, right? Determining that why that you really want to do that thing. And then creating what I say is simplification or simplifying the strategy, right? Simplifying your action plan. So if I was to only get to say one word, I would say I am a a simplification or a simplifier, right? I take these big dreams. I take these big plans. I take your big ideas and we simplify them into actionable steps so that you literally can take that deep breath and be like, I think I got this. Like I can do it. And I think that's what most of us want. is just a simple way to enjoy our motherhood, to enjoy our service, to enjoy our business. And so when we get that strategy, we get like, do that, you know, as you said, do emails and then collect you know, um, their email addresses and then do a webinar and then do, you know, whatever it is. And it's just like, okay, what would be the most simple way for me to grow my business this year? And then throw back into what your word is consistency and focus on those simple things and let everything else just be in a dream book and just kind of let it fall to the side and really focus on your goal and your ball.
1: Yeah, for sure. Because I was like reinventing the wheel. Sometimes there's things that work you don't have to reinvent the wheel. There's certain things that work. A lot of our listeners, they're an expert in, in one field. They're an expert in something and they want to make a living off of what they're an expert in. And so they have to dig deep and decide what avenue, what direction, and what's going to be the quickest way to get there. And so I love that year about like simplifying that. Okay, we have these big dreams. How can we simplify that? Right? And so, because, you know, we hear it all the time. We got to tap into your why we hear it all the time. You got to have the mindset, but then comes like, you know, what has been like the strategy portion? Cause you help women in business. So what has been the strategy portion that you've seen that works, you know?
0: Yeah. Um, I think again, consistency, right. Doing exactly what you say you're going to do more than you don't. Right? And so just showing up in that way that you decided. And so if it's Instagram, then you're going to show up on Instagram and you decide what consistency is for you, whether it's three times a day or three times a week, it doesn't matter. But it's truly showing up in service. And the simplest strategies is meet people. So whether you meet them face to- face, whether you network with them, whether you're on Instagram, whether you're on Facebook, meet people, tell them what you do, and then make offers to help them. So whether it's service, it doesn't mean the offer has to be like, Hey, this, I'm a coach and I help you. And this is what I can do, but like, give them some help, give them a little piece of something of you, right. To serve them. So that's, that's the easiest way to grow your business. So that is the most simple way I can tell you. And then you, we, as, as, as we work together, we can feel and like, okay, how do you want to meet people? Some people want part of my business. Strategy or plan is to appear on two podcasts a month at least, right? And so that's how I choose to meet people. I could do, you know, Instagram lives. I could do networking. I could do Chamber of Commerce. I could do all of that. But this is what I've decided. And you just go for it. You do it consistently, and then you say, "Do you like the results you're getting?" Right? And so for me, it's worked. And so that's what I'm doing. And so what I do is just help my clients. What are their strengths? Right? Some people are. like, I'm really shy behind video. Okay. Well, then we're not going to be doing reels and stuff like that. Maybe you. going to do a blog maybe you're going to do a newsletter so identify your strengths then decide how do you want to meet people tell them what you do and then how do you want to serve them or make offers to help them
1: i do believe and i'm going to add this and i know this is kind of controversial maybe but i am going to add that you got to get uncomfortable like those people that don't want to be on camera right now camera is really big And if if someone's going to decide between you that's just doing blog posts and someone that's actually showing up with video content, they're going to show, they're going to choose more likely than not the one that's doing video content. So you do got to see what's working within your industry. I feel because
0: if you're not ever comfortable, right, then it won't happen. So yeah, try, right. I tried reels. I did reels. I'm not a dancing reel. So then what it is, is you can get comfortable you can get uncomfortable comfortably, if that makes sense. So I love what you're saying. But what I noticed for me is, okay, I, I don't dance. I, I, I'm not very theater-ish. Like, that's not my fun thing. And I tried to do reels. I tried to do some of the mimicking, um, you know, like how you mimic their voice and stuff. And I have a few of those out there. But it was really funny. I felt uncomfortable. But I was still, you're right, I pushed through it. And then I got a lot of feedback, too. It's like, that doesn't really feel like you. It's just very inauthentic. And so I thought, okay, but if I still want to show up on reels, what am I going to do? And that's when I realized, oh, I do podcasts all the time. Why not have them be videos? And then I can take some of those snippets and turn them into reels. And so that's when you're willing to get uncomfortable going, okay, I don't really want to do this, but how could I do it? So I simplified it. I led with my strengths and then I was allowing myself to be like, Hey, how can I still show up on reels? And it might look a little different than, you know, the dancing or the pointing right when it was brand new, but I can still lead with my strengths and do that strategy that is, is working in my industry.
1: And that's awesome because you pushed yourself. You didn't say, no, I'm not going to do it because I'm uncomfortable. You asked yourself, I still want to do it, but how can I do it? That works for me. Yes. Yes. Because some people just, I don't like it and they just knock it completely. And they, but you got to be creative, you know? Okay, you maybe don't. you don't have a marketing budget for ads. You know, maybe you don't want to throw $1,000 on an ad, you know, to get that or to get that brand exposure. Or maybe you don't want to pay for this networking group that supposedly you'll get your business. And it will, sure, networking groups work. But maybe you don't want to invest that money or you just want to start where you're at. You have to get creative. And some people throw money at things I'll just throw money on this, and but in that way you won't get so creative. What do you see you working, and then going into straight into getting uncomfortable a little bit? But you were saying getting comfortable in your uncomfortableness.
0: Yes, yeah, so that's where you decide to do it and feel uncomfortable, and I'll say, hey, if I really want this to be, how do I do it? And sometimes as you mentioned, comfortable, we just squash the idea right away, and then we never get to be uncomfortable. So it's if I wanted to do reels. How could I still do them? Right. Or for me, I wanted to grow my business, but after I had invested so much money in life coaching and certification and coaches, I thought, here was actually my original plan. And I did it. I said, I'm going to create my first hundred thousand dollars without investing any money in my business, without investing in Facebook ads, without investing. I did coaching, right? And my certification up front. I'm not saying that this is the way everyone should do it. I'm just saying, so then I had to get creative because spending more money made me a little uncomfortable, right? I didn't want to spend more. I wanted to start seeing a profit before. And I don't necessarily say that this is the way to do it, but this is how I did it. And then I said, okay, if I'm not willing to spend money right now to make my first hundred grand in that first year, what am I willing to do? And that's when I was willing to give up my time because of a time productivity coach. I don't have time scarcity. I have all the time in the world, right? But I had a little bit of money scarcity and I'm like, I don't want to spend any more money. So I had to get I didn't necessarily face the money thing, but then I had to, how do I want to grow my business? And that's when I decided to do podcasts. And my first few podcasts, I was very nervous. I was very scared. I was, what am I going to do? And now after doing these for several years, it's actually the biggest joy in my business. I love to get on and be able to help other people find confidence and strength and time and balance to be able to, to be able to do what they want to do. And so something that I, was very nervous at, very shy about, you know, I didn't really want to do is now really turned into something that I love doing so much.
1: That's awesome. That's amazing. And that helps our listener. If you're listening to this, you know, reach out and let us know whatever you were shy. What are you shy in doing? Right? Reach out to Siri and let her know, like, I was shy in XYZ. Thank you so much for the encouragement because that is big encouragement. So thank you for sharing that because sometimes we see amazing women like you or amazing women that are just knocking it and doing amazing. And we think, oh, they're super confident in what they're doing. They're, you know, they've probably always felt that way or XYZ. No, we all <laughs> have. Probably failed forward. We've all had, we all put skin in the game on on something.
0: I seriously, as a school teacher, you come and you go into these big district meetings, and they want you to introduce yourself. I am not kidding, that was the biggest fear in my whole life. Like I hated to stand up and say who I was and what school I was from and what I taught. And I always coveted some of those other teachers because some school teachers, right, are just riots and they got big and they got loud and they were funny and they were using their hands. And I was just like, I'm Siri Payne. I teach special education and sit down just because it was so uncomfortable. Um, but now i Would love to be maybe not introducing myself. I even think I told you that. I'm like, don't do a big, big bio because it's so embarrassing, but helping people. So I had to find my comfortable spot in speaking. So I thought speaking was uncomfortable, but it's not. If I'm speaking out something I'm really passionate about, something I truly love, I could speak all day. And this might be one of your longest podcasts because I probably won't shut up, right? If I could just get people to understand they have time to follow their dreams, then I feel like I could talk about that all day.
1: Yeah. And no, and that's, that's one of the secrets too. find something within that niche of marketing or that, you know, that niche that you're in that you love. Find something that you love about something. I told my kids the other day, I was driving them to school in the morning and we're talking about learning. And I said, and I was always like an honors and they wanted to skip me grades just because the way that I learned things. And I said, you know what the secret to learning is? Loving to learn. That's, that's the secret to getting smarter is loving to learn things like fine. And I told my kids, I said, you guys want to be smart. They're like, yeah, yeah, we want to be smart. And they're (laughs) nine and six, you know, yeah, yeah. We want to be smart. And I said, okay, I'll tell you my secret. I just found whatever the teacher was talking about, very interesting. And that's how I retained the information. I just found it interesting. Wow, that's interesting. You know that public speaking is actually the number one fear that people have. That was a very interesting fact. That's why I have that retention on it. (laughs) Number one is it's actually people are more afraid to speak than actually anything else, (laughs) like public speaking, right?
0: Yeah. I love that you said that. Can I echo some of that that I have found um being a special education teacher? I didn't realize at the time, but I what I call led with their strengths, right? So your strength was like loving learning, wanting to enjoy it, making it fun for you. And so when I taught special education, you create a document. And this is the kids deficit. This is their strengths. I mean, this is not this is a, simplifying it. And then here's where we want them to be, right? Like here's the next goal. This is where we want to take them. And so I always led with their strengths. I didn't realize that, but if they liked books about sharks, we read books about sharks. If they loved being theatrical, we did readers theater because it helped with reading fluency. They got to read the same stuff over and over, but then they got to perform it for maybe their classroom. If they were very competitive, I did a lot of learning games with them. So I led with their strengths. And when we did that, what I noticed is I was a really good teacher and my kids really hit their goals. And I noticed it was because I was doing something they already loved. And and then when you do what you already love, then they were able to realize some of their weaknesses. You know, they were able to work on their weaknesses and realize they knew things they didn't know they knew. And so that's why I'm really a fan of like, even when you're starting your business, lead with your strengths, right? So if reels and public speaking really fear, like scare you, don't always not do them, but maybe for a time, what are my strengths? What do I really like to learn about? As you mentioned, right? What do I think I'd be really good at? And then when you take those steps, you will uncover things you didn't know that you would be good at. Um, and so that's where I love that you said that is just finding the learning fascinating. And if you're having a hard time at, or you have limited time, just go do the learning that is super fascinating for you and stay on that while so that you can then learn things you didn't know you knew.
1: Yeah. I absolutely love that. You gotta love in order to be successful. You gotta love something in the game that will make you successful. You gotta love something about you gotta love something about podcasting. You gotta love something about social media. You gotta love something. Just pick something that you can really enjoy. Stop looking at the negative aspects. Well, okay, let's switch those feelings and see where you can feel great. Well, I love it when I get a response, or I love it when you know someone reaches out
0: to me. That's when you focus on the results. Yes, right? focus like on the, the results result you're getting. Because maybe there's nothing about podcasting like I hate editing and I hate writing the script. Let's just pretend and we won't, don't want to ever say hate, right? Because that's no fun. But let's say you don't, but I love sharing it with the world. So maybe the steps aren't your favorite to get the podcast out, but the result is what you love. We all love being, not all of us, but maybe a lot of us love feeling our best or being our healthy version of ourselves. There's not a whole lot of us though that want to choose the apple over the ice cream, right? Or choosing like sleeping in versus going to the gym. But when we love the results, we're more likely to do the thing that is harder, the thing we don't want to do, the thing that we're struggling with. We're more likely to do that. So if you can't really tap into each little action to get there, but what can you love about the results and get yourself there?
1: Amen. And you know what? I'm going to add to it because... Another secret that I told them, it's not just loving, but also whatever the teacher was speaking on. And this is something that I didn't know. But, anyways, whenever the teacher was speaking about something, I would actually play it in my head. Imagine it. You know, imagine whatever the teacher is speaking on, I would make a movie in my head about what they're speaking about.
0: I love that. So just being engaging. I mean, if you're going to sit there and your butt has to be in the seat, you might as well make the best of the time there and engage and enjoy what it is that you're doing. Being present, being intentional in what you're doing is but the did best. You know,
1: did you know that not everyone can actually picture things in their minds? I didn't know that.
0: I wasn't going to say that. I am that person. It's called aphantasic. And yes. are? Was- Oh, uh huh. i was just gonna let it go because as a teacher, I I'm like, oh, that's so awesome for other people, but I had to learn that's not how I learn. Yeah, I, so I don't have like, that third eye. I can't imagine. I don't hear like, voices or like, people's words. Or like, if I'm reading a book, the characters don't have, like, you know, ideas or themes, or they don't have a voice. It's just very black. So yeah, it's called aphantasia and it can oh, be across all your senses. I just
1: I did not know that. That blew my mind. Okay, oh, blows my mind now. Yeah,
0: wow. I've known for about two years or so. And I found that out. I'm like, really? So when they say, close your eyes and go to your happy place, people are really seeing beaches and they're seeing like palm trees and they're seeing like their favorite snacks or a charcuterie board. I'm like, oh, I I thought it was just like hypothetical.
1: No, I am so... Mine is hyper though because if you tell me to picture something, I am not only picturing; I am also smelling. If you tell me I'm in the beach, sometimes I will smell the beach. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and that's why like, this Fantasia can apparently go across all your senses because I didn't know that either. There was this—it's a funny bit. I'd ask my husband, like, "Hey, where do you want to go eat tonight if we were going to go on date night?" And he'd always kind of look up; his eyes would kind of go to the corner, and he'd look up at the sky, and I could see his mouth sort of like not necessarily moving, but just you know, and i finally I'm like, "What are you doing?" And he's, "I'm imagining tasting." the food options if I'd say do you want to go to Mexican or do you want to go yes. to like- <laughs> and I was like wait what and he's like yeah I'm imagining what it would taste like so I could decide what I want to go eat and I was like are you kidding me and so then that's when I kind of learned that this this aphantasia can kind of go across all of your senses so smell and you don't have to have all of them but you know the, all the smell the taste right people can imagine like what oh, it yeah. would I imagine um- taste. Oh, yeah I Yes. In some ways I'm jealous, but in other ways I have a very quiet mind. I don't have all the chatter, even my own thoughts. I don't hear them. And so I might be thinking them, but they're not up in my face. So a lot of people have a lot of brain chatter and they have conversations going back and forth in their head or even like that negative voice that I don't have. So it's a benefit in that way, but I also don't have reliving memories or like my kids will ask what they look when they were little or things they did. And I don't remember a lot of it because it hasn't been playing in my head for all of these years. It just happened and then it it, it didn't. So if I have a picture, I can kind of remember it, but I couldn't just pull out a memory out of my head and be, oh, I remember this one time when you did this thing. I wouldn't know.
1: Wow, that's I didn't think that. Wow, that's amazing. That's that's incredible. Oh my gosh! Like, if you if you listen to this podcast episode, let us know. <laughs> Catch the real. Catch me on Instagram. I'm gonna put the reel on this pod. That's so interesting. To me. like, some people cannot, you know, imagine things. Like, I'm so I I like it because you know, if I'm reading a book, it plays out like a movie. You know, oh, people have yeah. voices and everything. There's And sometimes it's pretty cool voices. Wow, okay, this character has a pretty cool
0: voice. (laughs) Yes, and I have clients say they're so sad when they finish a book, if they were the writer of it or even just reading it, because they're like, the characters left. Or I had one client that she's like, I have to hurry up and finish this book because these characters won't leave me alone. I'm sick of them. I'm like, wait, what? And that's kind of when I realized, how are other people experiencing the world? Because I am not hearing voices or characters or accents. or anything.
1: I wouldn't wouldn't go, I mean... I guess I it, i I don't know. It, it, I guess I don't know how to explain it, but that's I mean that's pretty cool. You see, we we live in such a diverse place. And some you've discovered your superpower, even though it could be like, well, I don't I don't have all that capability in that, but it's still a superpower because you don't have all the negative self-talk. Like you can't do XYZ or that chatter, you know, you can really clear your head and go into a meditation
0: like this. <laughs> Well, and the beauty is I don't even meditate because I don't have anything to meditate for. Like you meditate to get calm, you meditate to let the voices go, you meditate to get in that state. I'm always there. In the fact, I mean, maybe not calm things happen. I can, but I don't have voices. I don't have chatter. I don't me actually doing the work, like getting down and so I sent you actually a podcast script because it wasn't thinking, I wasn't imagining it. It's like writing it, doing the work is where I get like that the the me- that people get from meditation, right? They always say they get these really good epiphanies or some you know problem solved and stuff like that in me it's movement it's doing the work it's actually writing it down it's journaling and so I've
1: always (laughs) yeah I wouldn't go so far as saying voices it's more like imagination you're picturing things in your head I Uh, would have I
0: can hear the voices too if he was to read a a text message from me he's hearing it in his mind whatever that is like but in my voice right so I bet if you're reading books maybe you're picturing it but are the characters do you have different voices in your head like as the characters are speaking like as you're reading it I don't know but that's how. Yeah.
1: Is. <laughs> but anyways, but I think that's I think that's actually fascinating and you know um, I, I stumbled upon it on a reel that someone did mm-hmm. and then I read into the comments oh my goodness you know wow this is different facets of how people are using their minds I think everyone is capable of all of it I think it's just how we tap into it I mean you know, it's good. What do they say that we only use 10% of our minds or something like that? Supposedly, maybe that's where you decided that you were safe and that's where you tapped into Or I think everyone's capable and all things are possible. I think everyone's capable to, you know, to read a book and have that imagination. I think it's all about maybe exercising that public speaking. Everyone is capable of doing it, but maybe you just got to exercise those muscles on getting out
0: there and everything like that. Right. Which kind of pulls, pulls us full circle back to one of my first questions, though. It's desire. If you desire to do it, you can be better at it. But if you don't really desire to do public speaking and it's not really going to push your business or your, or yourself forward in whatever way, then it's, we don't have to do it just because it scares us. And so I think it goes back into what do you desire? Because then that's what we can make great. And I think that God gives us desires. For in our hearts for us to do those things. So it's okay. If you don't desire some of those things, it doesn't mean anything's wrong with you. It just means maybe that's not for you either ever or right now. So just really tap into your desires and then really focus on making those, you know, your strengths and really learning those skills to make, to, to allow those desires to then be results.
1: I feel we may have some people that might be stumped on the whole desires. And so I'm going to give an example of desires and, because that would stop me. If I'm hearing something, I would have to pause the podcast and think about what do they mean about desires? And I would have to go a little bit deeper just to get my, wrap my mind around desire, you know, because that's mm. such a like a, a big, fluff, fluffy word. Feels fluffy that it has so many facets. So when Siri was talking about desires, for me, what it hit on, I th- I thought about what allows me to accomplish as a web designer, because I do websites and it and I design web pages, and I'm a designer, I'm a creative in that asset, and that facet. And so I, I ask myself, what allows me to finish? Because there's a lot of people that stay in the beginning and they don't follow through, they don't finish all the way. And what allows me to finish is the desire to see the finished product. That's a lot bigger, that want that desire is a lot bigger than the pain to get there, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I just want people to understand kind of like, that's how you can put desire into the game of success.
0: <laughs> I love it. And, and it can just like, you desire the finished product or you desire to help people. You desire to, you know, I'm, and sometimes it could just be make a lot of money. And then you're like, great. I desire to make a lot of money. How do I want to do it? Do you want to do it, you know, being a show tune singer? Do you want to do it being a public speaker? Like how, so what is that desire? And even if you're like, I don't know what I desire, maybe we can start with what don't you desire? Because sometimes that's easier than, especially as moms, sometimes we hate to admit what we desire because we're afraid it's going to take away from some of the things that we think we're supposed to do or take away from our ability to be good at motherhood or something. like. That. So what don't you desire? And lots of times I start there with my clients, hey, I desire money, um, but I don't really know how to make it. I'm like, well, what don't you desire? And they're like, well, I don't desire to work, put my kids in daycare. Okay. So you have to have a job where you can work around their schedule. Okay. I don't desire to work on Saturdays. Perfect. Okay. So when you know what you don't desire, then that actually helps you kind of uncover what you do desire.
1: Amen. Thank you so much. So where can people find you?
0: I am most active over on Instagram. And so it's Siri pain coaching at CERI pain coaching, I have a website under the same name. And I think Facebook actually is the same as well. So look up my name. You'd probably find me.
1: <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in. If you have a chance, stop by the website at lindamendable.com, sign up for the blog cure, which is an awesome, awesome course that I created that will help you set up your blog or take your blog to the next level and join us over at Monetizing Mompreneurs Facebook group. I just want to say again, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening.